So my background is in construction and it really helps me to understand how building work is done because I know when certain things are going to be thrown away by the builders and I am able to source almost everything for my garden from construction sites. So I'm going to run through how you might be able to do the same. Hello and welcome to the Self-Sufficient Podcast. I'm Carl from selfsufficienthub.com and I'm here to talk about all things self-sufficiency. Being sustainable and food security matters. Hello everyone and welcome to today's episode of the Self-Sufficient Podcast. I hope you're all well and looking after yourselves and each other. And today we're going to be talking about all the ways you can source things for free in the garden. Now, I did mention in the intro that in my experience as a builder, I am able to locate quite a lot of my things from building sites. But that's not exclusively what we're going to be talking about today. We're going to be talking about all sorts of ways that you can get stuff for free. Now, every single time I'm looking at a garden project, the materials that I need for it, I'm looking to source as free as possible so occasionally there are things you need to buy I do buy screws and bits and pieces like that but generally speaking timber plastic metal anything like that I tend to scavenge and I've built hoops to keep the butterflies and caterpillars off of my cabbages for free I've built compost bins for free and lots and lots of other things tree guards and I mulch my beds for free every year. So I'm gonna run through some different ways that you can think about how to source things for free. So the first thing I wanna say is that online groups are a great resource. So where I live in the UK, we have something called FreeCycle, but I'm sure that you will have your own things local to your area that you're able to use. And on FreeCycle, people literally just post things that otherwise would be going to landfill. I've had all sorts of things from FreeCycle, including plants. So it's definitely worth finding whatever your local resources are in that area. There are also Facebook groups and all sorts of online groups. Now, you can source almost anything from here, but it is a case of being lucky and vigilant and just keeping your eyes open and seeing what comes up. The next thing that I do very frequently is every single time, and I've mentioned this before on the podcast, every single time I see a utilities company uh, trimming trees at the side of the road, uh, almost every single time what they will have is a big wood chipper and they'll chip that wood straight into the back of a flatbed tipper or something similar and they would love somewhere locally to tip it. So I offer them that basically if I see them locally I say please please tip it in my garden and give them somewhere to tip it and they're more than happy to do that and that is a source of unlimited mulch if you keep your eyes open depending on where you live the frequency will vary but for me I'm usually able to find at least one or two sites like that every year which keeps me in wood chip mulch which is a fantastic resource that I use a lot of. The next thing that everybody's aware of already I'm sure is pallets. Now pallet wood is very useful for all sorts of things. I've built chicken coops out of it. I've built compost bins out of it. And if you've got an open fire, you can even use it for kindling and firewood. So it's definitely worth having a think about where local to you might use pallets. If you've got any kind of industrial 
area near you where there's factories and things like that, they almost certainly have deliveries on pallets. Now, some of those pallets will have a deposit and they need to get returned, but some of them don't. And you need to remember with anything like this that if they're going to have to get rid of them anyway, you, you could actually be doing them a favour by saying, um, you know, can I help you out by getting rid of those pallets for you? So don't feel shy about doing it. You could well be doing them a favour. So pallets are a great source of wood. The next thing I want to talk about is getting more into the building site side of things. And there are specific stages at which building sites will use certain things. And that's the time to go and ask for them. I'm going to run through exactly what you can get and when the best time to get it is next. It's really easy for you to get in touch with us. You can now send us an email at selfsufficientcontact.com at gmail.com or you can send us a voice message the easiest way to do that is through the link in the show notes you can record your message on your phone and send it straight to us where we can play it on the show don't forget to leave your name and where you're calling from we are always thrilled to hear any feedback suggestions for the show or questions that you may have so do get in touch with us Now, one of the things that gardeners can find useful that is used quite a lot on building sites is black plastic. Now, on a building site, they would call it DPM, which means damp proof membrane, and they would usually put it down underneath solid floors, and it's to stop damp coming up through the floors. So it should come as no surprise that the best time to be on the lookout for this would be towards the start of a job when the footings are poured and they're just starting to build the walls, because at that point, they've probably installed all of their damp proof measures in the floors. Now what you need to remember is this is something that they will have to pay to dispose of. It comes in vast rolls and there is invariably several meters left at the end of any particular project. So it's something that again you're doing them a favor by getting rid of and you might not get enough to do a very large vegetable plot in one go but you can certainly get remnants that are going to be useful and that you can either build up over time or that are certainly big enough to do a raised bed or something like that. In the garden obviously lots of people use black plastic to kill the weeds or to shut down an area over the winter so I personally don't use it but it is something that is available. The next thing I'm going to talk about is netting. Now if you've ever, particularly in urban settings, driven past a large building site with lots of scaffolding up, you will quite often see netting up around the scaffolding to stop things like bricks falling on people's heads. Now, if you speak to a scaffolding company, they may well have some scaffolding they're taking down and quite often the netting comes down in such a fashion that it gets torn up and it's not really reusable. Not every piece, but quite often there are large portions of it that are not reusable. Now this netting works great as a pest protection. You can use it around tree guards and I use it every year to create my uh, butterfly hoops that go over my cabbages. So that's a great resource that's readily available if you ask at the right time. So a lot of these things, it's, it is a case of just being vigilant, being persistent, keeping your eyes open and not being afraid to ask. Now the other portion of what I use for my hoops, and I actually bought these, but I use conduit. I use um, electrician's conduit that they run wires in. So it's available from any hardware store and it's very, very cheap. It's 
tubular and hollow and it comes in straight lengths but they bend and are quite rigid and they bend just the right amount they're perfect for making your hoops out of now if you know an electrician you may be able to get some of those but in my experience generally speaking they come in full length so that if they're left over they get either returned or sent to the next job however you can use water pipe the blue water pipe and again this is something that remnants could easily be available for either right at the start or right at the end of a building project either when they're putting the water main in or quite often they will have a temporary water supply which at the end of the job is redundant and that's something that can be used so those are the main ones I wanted to talk to you about because they're the ones that a lot of people aren't aware of or don't think about. I hope you have some success with them and please get in touch and tell me if there's any you think I've missed. As always, thanks for listening. Stay safe. Speak to you tomorrow. Cheers. If you find these podcasts valuable, there are several ways you can support them. The easiest ways are to rate it and leave a review wherever you get your podcasts. You could also share it online, talk about it anywhere you blog, or find someone you think might be interested and point them our way. You can also find and support us on YouTube, where we are also Self Sufficient Hub. Thanks for listening.